Welcome to Flirting with Bitcoin. I'm your host, Mandana Yousefi, and this is my boo, Ian Reese. Babe, guess what? What's up? You can buy Chipotle using Bitcoin now. I heard. That's kind of exciting. So don't you think it's interesting that amidst this crypto crash, a company like Chipotle would still take cryptocurrency from like a corporate standpoint this is probably something that they've been working on for a while yeah, but they could have pulled the plug i don't know i took it as a bold move like an affirmation of like nope we're into this crypto stuff i would look at it from like a cfo perspective chipotle they, they have a guy or a woman who's in charge of managing the company's finances. And I would hope that that person is very educated into the ways of assets and money and how things work. I would imagine that Chipotle would not pull the plug because in essence, they're trading burritos for Bitcoin. Burritos for Bitcoin, put it on a t-shirt. There's very little incentive to like pull a program like this because if people are willing to give you Bitcoin for your burritos, that you're already selling anyway, they are literally trading one of the most valuable assets on the planet for a burrito. Like the guy who paid 10,000 Bitcoin for two pizzas a decade ago. Dang. He didn't know it was gonna be worth 69. He probably has a bunch of other Bitcoin too. I mean, I don't think he does, but that's not the point. <laughs> the point is, is that nobody knows what something's gonna be worth in the future. And so at the time, he probably was like, I got a deal. I gave someone 10,000 of something that's worth nothing and they gave me two pizzas. So I think Chipotle is gonna be the same thing. Like we're all gonna have a day in the future where someone gets laughed at for how much they spent on a burrito. Okay, so Bitcoin might be sitting a little pretty right now, but what's going on in the crypto world? What's going on with Luna? How's it doing? Um, there's Terra and then there's Luna. Terra was the stable coin that went to zero. So if you're holding 100 Terra, you have zero dollars. Wow. Luna is the crypto that was backing mm -hmm. Terra, and that hasn't gone to zero, but it's pretty low, and I don't have the numbers as we record, but it's pretty low. And so their solution to fixing their problem is to spin up Terra version two, if you will. What they're gonna do is basically anybody who had Terra on or before a certain day, they're going to just give you the equivalent in this new coin or new token called Terra V2 or something like that. And wouldn't they immediately just sell it? Yeah, I suspect that anyone... Who... <laughs> yeah. Like, I suspect any rational person, as soon as they get their new coins and can sell them, they will sell them. And they have no recourse for it, right? Yes and no. From what I was reading, and, and I try not to go too into the details as what they say they're going to do. I like to read the details of what they did, right? So what they say they're going to do is it appears that you'll only be able to get your new tokens through like one particular place. And so in theory, they could put some caps on how much you can sell and when you can sell and stuff like that. But at some point in the future, yes, any rational person will sell all of their Terra and buy Bitcoin. This is just too much work. It completely eliminates the point of <laughs> cryptocurrency where you're supposed to have easy access to your money. Exactly. This is what stable coins are. Such a joke, they such a sit, scam. Stable coins sit between your fiat dollars and Bitcoin. Just buy Bitcoin. <laughs> I don't think we talked about this on the last episode, but there is some evidence out there that's, that suggests that stable coins are being used to inflate the price of Bitcoin. So in that regard, stable coins getting wiped out in the short run is bad for Bitcoin. However, that is not all the demand. And so wiping out stable coins like Terra, it's just a cleaning of house. And to that point, this playbook that you're seeing play out with Terra Luna it's just a privatized version of what the government does 
with the dollar as its losing value. So like Terra stablecoin was supposed to be worth a dollar and it starts being worth less than a dollar. And so they just say, oh, we're going to make more of them and call them something else. Well, as they were trying to save it, they were making a bunch, right? right? Like in that period of time where they thought they could actually save Terra, they were creating a bunch of Terra to prop it up. That's what the United States government's been doing basically my entire life, right? Like that's the playbook. As it's losing value, you print more of it so that more is in circulation. So you create more demand for the things that are bought with the dollar. Well, when you create more demand for the things that are bought with the dollar, that's inflation. Houses cost more, cars cost more, food costs more, right? Because people just have more money to buy things. The only difference is that like the federal government doesn't call it US dollar V2. <laughs> you know, they just say this is what we do. And they've been doing it my entire life. And we've become life. so used to it that we don't even question it. That's the most important part babe, is that we don't question it. It happens so often and so frequently that people just shrug their shoulders and go, well, what can I do? And I would argue that up until Bitcoin, you didn't have an option. Well, I'm a girl who likes her options. Okay, let's get into it. Okay, so you're saying these Terra Luna people are using the same playbook that governments use. Whenever the value of our currency is losing its value, this is the protocol that the government takes. It prints more money. Yes, because they can. And we've just lived the result of that experiment over the past two years. They've, the American government has printed so much money, but is, is our life better for it? 40% of all the dollars that have ever existed were printed in the last two years. Mm -hmm. And now we're surprised why groceries are so expensive. It's almost as if they just picked 40% because if someone said 50% of all the dollars, it would actually register with people that that's a very large number. It was like trillions of dollars were flooded on the market and they got to find a home somewhere. And they don't stay in people's bank accounts, right? So in the Terra example... People had their money, their value in Terra, and they got wiped out <laughs> because it went to zero. And now this private entity is saying, here's how we're going to fix it. And the way that they're doing that is not with funding that they've generated themselves. It's outside money that's coming in that's actually providing their ability to do this V2. Yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly where the money's coming from, but if someone says I have a token that's worth a dollar, somewhere in there there's real money. And so their business model, because it is a business model, mm -hmm. their business model says, we can make people whole if we go to version two. But that version two, we could just call that the equivalent of printing more money. And all they've done is say, well, the other money is no good at all. <laughs> at least when the federal government prints money. Our old dollars still count, just not as much. Right, you know, and so it's like- They're okay. worth a little less. Exactly. And so because of that, that's why it's the least painful option. Because if they did come out tomorrow and say, all the dollars you have in your bank account are worthless, we're starting over, there would be riots. People with no money would riot. The government solution is like always to print more money. They don't have another option. They don't really explore any other options. Whereas Bitcoin is this gentle transition that if people begin today, they would be able to make where instead of holding on to the dollar as they see it's actively like violently decreasing in value, just 
transition over to this new mindset, this new understanding of, of what a digital global currency is and what it feels like to have it. We're in a really lucky period to be able to do that in a really gentle way. Yeah, I mean, people who have a problem with what the federal government does, they print money. If you have a problem with that, if you think that is not what they should do, if you think that they should stop printing money, just buy Bitcoin. Because Bitcoin operates the way you wish the federal government operated. No one can print more. Also, the way that you're talking about Terra Luna, they're a company, they're a business, they made these decisions. And as a result, people lost value in the money that they thought they had. And now they're coming up with some like ridiculous scheme to try to be like, oh yeah, it's gonna be fine, it's gonna be fine. You have that choice to say, I'm gonna take my money out of your company and I'm out. And this is our ability to stop using the U.S. dollar to show the U.S. government we're not happy with what you're doing. It's probably going to be hailed as like Bitcoin was the most effective silent protest ever. Because if you think about the civil rights movement, we're going to go to these like lunch counters and sit in and we're just going to be patrons and we're not going to break the law or anything like that except for the law that we can't be here. Right. <laughs> While those were effective, you kind of put your body on the line. And your body can be harmed and or killed. You can buy Bitcoin on your phone. You can protest on your phone. And so I really think that people who have a problem with how the federal government works, you should really look very closely and carefully at, at how Bitcoin works because it operates the way you wished the federal government operated. The minute you hear anyone like Jerome Powell go on TV and say, oh, inflation, we expect it to be transitory or this inflation was unexpected or any of like the nonsense that they go on TV and say, once you understand Bitcoin, these are all clowns. They're all clowns. So to you and at least some Bitcoiners, the thought is that Bitcoin is the silent protest to all of this. Yes, opt out of their system, right? And so a great example of that is, you know, Bitcoin is this like global monetary system that nobody controls, right? And in order to have a global monetary system, it's kind of been insinuated that, well, we need a world government because up until Bitcoin, only governments created currencies, right? And we've seen what happens when they try to create these like global institutions, right? The, the Seattle World Trade Organization protest when they were going to let China in and they went there. I mean, say what you will about Antifa, but like they tore up Seattle <laughs> because they did not want to be a part of, you know, of a World Trade Organization, right? Antifa does what they need to do sometimes. Look, <laughs> I wish they didn't destroy property, but the point is, is that like they were protesting the idea of creating this like globalist economy where the United States really has no say in what goes on. You're just kind of at the whims and mercies of everyone else in the world. Then you have the Occupy Wall Street protests, right? It's like, okay, we can accept the fact that like sometimes economies go to crap, but why is it that these guys aren't suffering at all, you know? Zero consequences. Zero consequences for even after all the information's come out, we've made movies about it. We are very certain what happened. They are just that powerful <laughs> and it's that transparent. Most recently, the Yellow Vest protests. Different thing that they're protesting, but still the same idea of like, how is it that I live in a system where I have no say in what, mm -hmm. in anything, mm -hmm. right? So with Bitcoin, you at least have the say in, I will not 
add to the demand for your currency. And it's the demand for your currency that allows you to have all that power over everyone. So if you take your entire paycheck and you move it into Bitcoin, like whatever amount of money you move into Bitcoin, you are removing demand for the United States dollar. And so as that demand goes away, their ability to control people with the dollar goes away. I also think what Bitcoin does is it says, I don't care what the interests are of a country's leader. It should not impact the value of the currency that dictates how I can live my life. Exactly. It just says like, I'm not going to be a part of this little game you're playing. You guys can figure it out mm -hmm. with whatever shiny toys you each want to trade. But money can't be involved in this anymore. Money will always be involved, but we need neutral money. Exactly. We need money that someone can't weaponize because even if all the things that are happening right now end up being massively beneficial to the United States in the long run, in the short run, people are suffering and they're pretending like these things are out of their control. The suffering that's happening in the immediate term is because all the games we played have caught up to us. Yeah, and a lot of people think that they have no other option. The only thing that they can do is find more money to pay for the things that they were spending much less money on a month ago. And that's where the scamming comes in. That's where everyone who's like trying to make it becomes a little bit more susceptible to scams. Absolutely. Right? Like things that would have normally sounded too good to be true now seem like, eh, I'll take a risk. It's very funny. There are like celebrities who proudly announce that they're about to launch an NFT. And I'm just like, you're either dumb or evil. I but don't... what are you doing scamming your fans this way? Well, you just had to have another path of revenue. Yes. It's... They out themselves. The ones who are doing NFTs are outing themselves as the ones that milk the shit out of their fans. Yes. And on top of that, when you're when you're a celebrity that's like selling a product, right? So like, I'm going to sell you a lipstick or I'm going to sell you a car or something like that, right? Technically, the quality of that product, we don't really expect that to be on the celebrity that's hawking it, right? Mm -hmm. We've all, at least more, I would assume, rational people understand when so-and-so gets out of a car, they probably don't even drive it, right? Right. But we know that like they put them in the car for you to get your attention so that mm -hmm. you you like the feel of that car. With like the crypto world, the product doesn't have like this storied history. It's not a Ford. Like these NFTs, they just came into existence like three years ago. And for some reason, Matt Damon or whoever. Like, oh, I, I didn't know Matt Damon did. <laughs> well, I don't think Matt Damon hawked an NFT, but Matt Damon was in a, a commercial for crypto right. in the Super Bowl, right. right? There were like five or six crypto mm -hmm. commercials in the Super Bowl. There wasn't a single commercial for he Bitcoin. He helped lure a lot of people to their financial demise. But let's like the, the point that I want to make very clear is that there were no commercials for Bitcoin in the Super Bowl. Not a single commercial was about Bitcoin. It was all about crypto. I know this, I don't know this, but like, I'm- You feel it in your bones. I feel it in my bones. Let's, <laughs> let's go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was not an accident. That was not an accident that Bitcoin was never mentioned. They mentioned everything but Bitcoin. One of the websites is literally called crypto.com. If you're into like gambling on your money, they got some really sweet deals on crypto.com. Please do not put your money in crypto.com. These things they use to entice people to come in, it's all money. There's no actual product. 
So you don't end up with a car that you don't like. Mm -hmm. You end up with a thing that's worth nothing. Nothing. Like if you go buy a Ford that you don't like, you can turn around and sell it. Obviously, you lose some value as you drive it off the lot. But like, you know what I'm saying, right? It's like, it's still a thing that has some value because it is a car that can get some person from A to B. These crypto projects, they don't have a, there's nothing else there. When it goes to zero, there's zero value. With Bitcoin, because there's nobody out there advertising Bitcoin and trying to convince you to buy it. Other than us. (laughs) Well, there's... In a sense. In a sense, yes. That's that's a good point. But the point I'm making is that there's no marketing budget for Bitcoin. There's no one saying like, oh, this this month we're going to do our ad buy on Facebook and next month we're going to do our ad buy on Twitter. No one's making that decision. It doesn't need it. It doesn't need it. And because it doesn't need it, it's purely a value for value play. Like if you get value out of holding Bitcoin, you will hold Bitcoin. If you don't get value out of holding Bitcoin, you won't hold Bitcoin. We wish that the federal government would operate on that premise of we're not going to make more of it. We're just going to have what we have and work within our means. (laughs) I guess you can't always get what you want. So, okay, Bitcoin is the silent protest. That feels pretty powerful, babe. You're giving me hope. It's like I'm flirting with Bitcoin and it's making me always think more positively about the future, despite the chaos that we are in right now. If I personally, just on a personal level, if I hadn't been so deep into Bitcoin and learning about Bitcoin over the past couple of years, I would probably have zero hope, right? Mm -hmm. Because, and I, I don't mean that to be like Debbie Downer, but just like, because I see what's going on. What's the other option? We, we can't hold on to the dollar and we have to think really strategically because this is the next battle. We're worried about all of these things, but if something happens to the United States dollar to the point where your life savings, your retirement, something just is worth half of what it was before... What are you going to do? Other countries, this is happening where the value of their currency was declining. They could have switched over to Bitcoin. And if they did, as the value of their currency, I don't know, went to whatever it went to, they were going to be okay. We want to set ourselves up. And I hope that we have set ourselves up in a way that we're at least able to have assets that we know are going to hold their value. Or there isn't like an egomaniac that's running a company or country that can impact my ability to like take care of myself when I'm older. Yeah, Bitcoin arrived at a time. It arrived almost at the perfect time. And I, I don't think that that was an accident. Bitcoin was a thing that people have been working on for a very long time and had different names and different iterations before it was called Bitcoin. But the reason why it had, the reason why people were working on it in the past is because this problem has existed for a mm-hmm. very long time. And so people have been trying to solve this fundamental problem with the world economy, which is one person can print as much money as they want and everyone else has to react to that. And so the group is called the Cypherpunks. They've been working on fighting this battle basically since computers were invented. Give it up for the cypherpunks. The fact that it arrived very shortly after the The 08 crash, crash, it's almost as if it were like, this is as good as it's going to get. Put it out, see what it does. 
And the way that they put it out was such a low stakes way to put it out. It flew under the radar for a very long time. Mm -hmm. People like me were able to like hear about it and think about it. Digest it. it, Digest it. Experience it. Come with their own opinions and thoughts. And just that the fact that it existed, it gave people hope to use their skills to try to continue this thing that was giving them hope, right? Like the people that work at Bitcoin companies, they work at a Bitcoin company because they want Bitcoin to succeed because it's giving them hope. I don't think you have a bunch of people that are like, oh, it's just a job at Bitcoin companies just yet. Well, that sounds beautiful. I don't work at a Bitcoin company, but I do have a podcast about Bitcoin. So I think that counts. I think I'm basking in the glow of hope right now. You're using your skill set to further Bitcoin. You're welcome, everyone. (laughs) Thank you.